This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Tigers and 20 Off the Boards, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast where we bring you breaking news and interviews with players, top recruits, coaches, and influencers from football and basketball across the city of Memphis and around the nation. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome back to Go Tigers 247's Off the Boards. My name is Kenny Stubblefield, lead digital content creator for Go Tigers 247. And I'm excited. Um, man, y'all been asking for us to get this this uh, grown man on this podcast. Um, y'all know him. Um, we're going to be introduced to him a little bit more, but he's the uh, transfer portal from Syracuse all the way up from Canada. This is Jeffrey Canton Arku, man. What's going on, dude? What's going on, Kenny? Happy to talk to you, man. Man, happy to talk to you, my brother. So tell me, <laughs> how are you, man? Like, how are things going for you since you've been down here in Memphis? Uh, I mean, I like Memphis. I think um, Memphis showing me a lot of love right now. So I'm excited for the season, ready to play football. So what do you got? You, you finished spring football. When, when did you actually get on campus? Um, I got on campus uh, in January. Yeah, at the end of January. Oh, so you've been here for a, a a little while. Yeah, all winter. Then it was my first summer up here. It's really hot down here. <laughs> so you so so for everybody that doesn't know, um, obviously we can hear a French accent. You're from Canada, but tell us exactly where in Canada you're from. So I'm from uh, Quebec City. Um, it's a little town outside. Um, I mean, I mean, it's the capital of Quebec, the province. So it's a big town, but I mean, compared to Memphis, I think there's way more people down here. And like my official, my official language down in Quebec is French. For the people that don't know Montreal, Quebec City, are two uh, French cities, if I can say it that way. Absolutely. So, so the majority of the 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 like language that is spoken in the in the in the area that you're from is French. Um, yes. So when did you start learning English? Uh, they teach us at school a lot, but um, to me it was ready when I got down here in America uh, three years ago. I didn't really speak English, but I mean, I was able to understand coaching. So it allows me to play football for Syracuse for three seasons. Then I, I, I learned, I kind of learned English as my years were, were going. You know what I'm saying? Well, a lot of folks don't know this about me, and I'm and so I'm going to share this with you as well. I lived out of the country for a while. I, I lived over in China, and um, my job that I had over there, I didn't have to learn how to speak the language, but I did. I took classes for three years, and it took 
like people kept asking me when I would come back to the Memphis, they'd be like, have you, are you fluent in Chinese yet? And my response would be, you got to study Chinese for like a decade before you yeah. become, before you start having the ability to speak better than a kindergartner. Um, yeah. And, and so for, to hear that you just started like really kind of conversationally speaking English three years ago, Jeff, yeah. dude, I'm, I mean, it is incredible how fluent you are in the language. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. It was a lot of time, a lot of effort, but I'm glad I'm bilingual now. I mean, to be able to be on an interview and have and carry on conversations with somebody in a language that you didn't grow up learning or grow up speaking is pretty incredible, man. That's <laughs> that tells me a lot about you, honestly. Well, thank you, sir. But I'm sure Chinese is a little harder than English now. <laughs> I don't know, man. I from what I've from what I've been told, Chinese and English are kind of the same. Like in terms of hard, in terms of in terms of difficulty, they're they're a really? lot the same. Yeah. I mean, French and English at least it's it's the same letters, the right. same pronunciation too. So, right. That's more what I meant by that. Do you have, do you still speak? Do you, do you still dream in, in, in French or do you? No, sir. I dream in English now Ooh. when I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're that's, a legit English speaker yeah. now. You're dreaming yeah, in English. Yeah. That's a big step. Amazing. Amazing. So I'd love to talk to you a little bit more. I know we're kind of diving into your time in Canada and I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like I'm a little bit oblivious to, um, how, how you got started in football in Canada, um, even the recruiting side of things for you in Canada. I'd love to dive into that a little bit more. So you're from Quebec City, the Montreal area of Canada. Yes, when did you start playing football? I started, I was about 11 years old, I think, 10 years old. Yeah. So it's been a long time. I played with, um, since I was a kid, really. And then, um, I went to a school called CJ because in Quebec, the, the school system is a little different. After high school, you got to go through another school to be able to go to college. So I went there and that's when I got my first opportunity to uh, come and play in the States for Syracuse. I went down to a camp and they offered me right uh, right after the camp. So I accepted the offer and I went over there. That's basically how it happened. So I remember I, I read a little bit about that that situation in Syracuse. They offered you almost immediately, right? Like yes, sir. after the camp, they said, "Hey, we got to get him." Yes, sir. Did you? I was, that wasn't one of the best day of my life. Seriously. So tell me, like, when did you start? So you started playing football when you were ten to eleven years old. Did you yeah. play any other sports? I know hockey is yeah. a big sport in Canada. Did you play other sports? Yeah, I had the uh, chance to uh, try many sports. Um, I played hockey, like you said, but it, it's a really expensive sport. And I come from a family with my mama was alone with four kids, so I couldn't carry on with hockey. That's why I changed for football, and I fell in love with it, with the game, if I can say it like that. Would you have been um, with your size? I mean, you're six four. What are you two? What are you at now, weight wise? Thirty five, sir. Six four two thirty five. Would you have been like the enforcer on the on the in the hockey rink? Yeah. No, nah, I would have been yeah defender, but for sure 
couple of fights every season. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. That's the one thing about hockey. I love watching hockey, but that's the one thing about it that I'm like, you know, in football, you get flagged for celebrating too much or, or, yeah. you know, you get a little too physical, you know, you get a flag. You think, you think, you think you should be allowed to punch somebody sometime in football? <laughs> I mean, football is already really physical. It's based on the principle that you got to tackle somebody. Hockey, the main goal is still to score points. Like, it's right. not to fight, hit somebody. Like, it's a little different, but I guess I, I don't think we could, I don't think it would be legit if football player was able to fight during the game. Like, <laughs> That's a silly question. I apologize for that question, but that <laughs> that's funny. Um, so when you started playing, when did you realize, you know, when you were playing football in Canada, you were playing for, and, and you got to tell me the name of the college that you went to, the university that you went to after high school in Canada. What was it called again? CJ Garno. Okay. Yeah. Did you know, like, were you thinking about playing division level division one football in america at that time yeah, like correct. was that a dream yeah no uh so when i started football at 10 years old i wrote on the paper that my dream was to be an nfl player and that's what i was going to be so right now i'm trying i'm on the way man you're on the way so did you was it difficult to be i don't know how recruit i know how recruiting services and and how recruiting works in America, right? Like with high schools and the way that, that the recruiting services happen, you know, how coaches go out and recruit. But did you find it difficult being in Canada to, to be recognized? Like did, did some of these national yeah. recruiting services know who you were? How did you, how did they find out about you? Uh, to be honest, it's really hard to get to uh, have people recruiting you as a Canadian, like it takes a lot more than just being American because if my size wasn't 6'4", 235, I don't think I would have never get a shot, a shot. And I was 215 back then, but still, like, I still had a legit shape for my age. So that gave me an opportunity. And I feel like what really put me on the map is uh, the camp that I did at Syracuse. So I feel like as a Canadian, you must be doing some type of camp if you want to get a chance to, to have enough or like. So we're obviously we're go tigers, two, four, seven. We are with the two, four, seven sports network. Two, four, seven sports is one of the biggest recruiting services, all of in all of uh, uh, division one college sports. Mm -hmm. What would you say? Like if you had, if I, the, the CEO of, of two, four, seven sports is going to be listening to this podcast what would you say to him about Canadian high school university football? How how big is football there? And are there players that are getting overlooked because they don't live in the States? Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of potential down in Canada, especially in Brampton, Ontario, Toronto, Montreal area, Quebec City. I feel like all these cities have so much people, so many athletes young guys ready to, to make it. And I feel like it's something that maybe they should work on, maybe have a camp, 247 camp down in Canada, maybe. I don't know, but there's some talent right there uh, in my city. I, I know that for sure.
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Obviously, three years ago, you came, um, you signed with Syracuse. Um, and then it, last year, you decided to transfer. You entered your name in the transfer portal. So tell us about how Memphis got involved with you and how that recruitment went. I mean, were you like, did you have to Google where is Memphis and what is Memphis and what's going on here? Like, what? how did they get involved in your recruitment? I mean, I already have saw uh, Memphis on TV, so I knew who they were. If, you know what I'm saying? And they had a, a, a good couple of seasons the last couple of years. So I knew who Memphis was. The only thing was to decide whether I really wanted to play in a Power 5 team or I wanted to come down into uh, the American Conference and do my thing from there. So I feel like Memphis got involved with me when once they uh, f- flew out to uh, Syracuse to talk with me. That's when me and Coach Hank. I think we had a pretty uh, good relationship, and that's where it, it all started for me. So tell me about those those initial conversations, those first conversations you had. Um, you mentioned in an interview, um, in a prior interview, that your mom fell in love with Memphis and fell in love with the coaching staff. Tell us about that. Like, How did, how did they get your mom on board, and, and was that a big deal for you, them getting your mom on board? Hell yeah, that that's a big deal for me. I feel like my my mom is a part of the choice I'm making wherever I play football because she's been the one supporting me since day one. Her and my brothers. So um, I feel like I just know I just don't know. She she came down here. She she liked the coaches. She liked the city. She liked everything about Memphis. And then she she loves Elvis too. So I think that. <laughs> That played, that played a big uh, role too. Did she get to go see Graceland when nah, she was she here? Did. She didn't yet, but she she will this season. So is she is she still living up in Canada or is she in the yes, states? Sir. No, my whole family is still in Canada. I want to go back to that for a second. Are you? So you say you had three other brothers. Are you the two young bro- two brothers? One. Yes, sir. Two brothers, one sister. Are you the youngest? Or where are you in that in the in the rankings of that? I'm the third one, third one, sir. Yeah, so, my so, sister is the youngest one. Your sister's the youngest, so she's the baby of the family. 
She's got three older brothers. Are the three older brothers as big as you? Like, are the two older brothers as big as you? We all over uh, six foot one. And, yeah, my my brothers, they big, too. I'll say say it like So your sister's protected then? Yes, she's okay. (laughs) She's okay. Yeah. So, so coming down, so you actually took an official, did you take an official visit to Memphis? Yes, sir. Yeah. How did that go? I, I had to choose between many things because I remember um, during the transfer portal, I had to make my decision according to a certain date. So I had to choose what visit I really wanted to make. And I chose, I chose Memphis and my choice was right, man. I, I like it down here. I'm, I'm ready to work. I've been working all summer, and it's going to be ahead of the season for us, I think. Coach Silverfield talks about culture and about how he wants the program to be, like what he wants it to look like. Was there something unique about the about when you came to Memphis, the program, the players, the coaches, the way that they react or responded to you, that they talked to you? Was there something different about that? Is that what made you decide to come here? Yeah, I feel like. Maybe there's more like a human approach with them. Like they're really trying to connect with their players, trying to make them feel like they they home, that they're there for you. And I feel like it's been working out well for them because uh, everybody follow what's coached and everybody is ready to to fight, to play for each other once the the time comes. So we just got to see now. So you are coming into a defense that is that has a lot of veteran players on defense that have been in the program for years. You've got Zay Collins. You have your fellow linebacker, Zay Collins. You have uh, Quindell Johnson, who, you know, Zay and Quindell coming back to Memphis was honestly kind of a surprise for everybody. I think everybody thought they were going to go pro, um, go go to the NFL. Um, you've got Wardalis Ducksworth on the defensive line. You've got Jalen Allen on the defensive line. A bunch of veteran players. Um, have how have they helped you improve your game and and your mindset as you since you've been here at Memphis? Mm, you know, football is really a big thing down south, and I feel like they they have brought to my game something that I was missing, which which I. What I mean by that is I feel like they, they've shown me another way to, to understand football, to see football, and I feel like it's been helping me so far to just learning the new plays and learning how to play with them boys, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Duck, you mentioned Duck name, Duck my roommate, so ah. I think they're kind of um, good with each other. So Zay, Zay my friend too. We're ready to play with each other. We got Tyler Murray, too, as a, a linebacker, who's also a pretty good player. So, man, we're ready to go. So, you know, I the spring game happened um, a few a few months ago, maybe a, a couple of months ago, and um, I had I didn't get, get to go to the game. I didn't get to see the game. I was working, but um, I had people calling me and telling me that the linebackers – in the D on the defense are going to be extremely special this year. And they, obviously they mentioned Tyler, they mentioned Zay, but your name kept coming up as this guy is one to watch out for. Like he is, I know he's new to the program, 
but Jeff is going to be a, a, a difference maker for the defense this year. Um, how has, has there been a, a level of, how have you grown together with those guys, with those three, that, that linebacker group? I mean, there's a big room, a lot of players. How have you noticed the way that you guys work together, um, help each other? Have y'all, y'all help each other grow? Like, what does that look like in that linebacker room? Well, like you said, we, there's a lot of guys in our room, but if I, I can talk for the starter, like you say, we all from different backgrounds. T from Florida, Zay from Mississippi. I'm, I'm all the way. Uh, I'm all the way from uh, Canada. So, I just mean we we kind of um, we kind of learn each uh, how to play with each other during spring, and I feel like we all have a good relationship. Zay, a great leader, he's leading the the young guys. We, I'm leading the young guys. T is leading the young guys too. We all bringing different points, diff different, like, we all different type of players. So I feel like we all there to help each other and to make each other better because at the end of the day, we all want to succeed with football. So for that, we got to be able to talk, communicate, and that because that's that's what linebacker does. So, so you got to be able to talk with your teammates. So I know that, you know, Memphis fans are have experienced over the last few years – Obviously, you you even mentioned it being up in Syracuse and then even in Canada, you knew that Memphis had a couple of really great years, right? Like they've been to eight straight bowl games. Um, obviously, 2019, the AAC Championship, the Cotton Bowl against Penn State. Um, but one of the things that's happened over the last few years is that there seems to be a lot of changeover in the defensive coaching side of the, the side of the field um this year matt barnes is is now the defensive coordinator and and i think there's a lot of concern from memphis fans on how is the defense going to adjust to an introducing a new scheme of defense to this defense that's been playing they they mainly a 3-4 for the last couple of years now 4-3 from what we're understanding, four three with a lot of pressure. Um, how have you seen? How have you seen as you've come here, someone who has who wasn't here before? How do you view how the defense is adjusting to a new coaching staff, a new scheme, a new just everything being new? Well, you know, Kenny, I had to go through the same thing at Syracuse, and I've seen, I've seen uh, players in Syracuse reacted. Some of them reacted good to the change, uh, the, the the new playbook, but some of them didn't. And I feel like up here, if the same thing, however, I feel like Coach uh, Coach Barn is doing a pretty good job to explain to us the basic of like what he believes to be his defense and the the the, the really basic stuff. So I feel he's doing a really good job to teach us all of us all position at, uh, on the defensive side of the ball. And I feel like I don't think that we are going to be a bad defense only because we it's our first year playing it. Like you said, we got a lot of vet veteran guys that played a lot of football. So they know it It don't matter if you play a 3-3-5 three, three, or a 4-3. If you got a curl drop, you know where to, you know what's a curl drop is. You know what I'm saying? So 
I feel like Coach Martin is doing a hell of a job right now with the other coaches, Coach Coach Hank, everybody, to uh, to to put all the players on the same page. And I feel like I I can't see why why would we not be successful? I don't see why. I know Memphis fans are going to be excited to hear that, especially someone who is coming from not only changing defenses, you change schools, right? Like you're in a totally different situation. So you understand kind of changing things and and how to adjust. So to hear you say that, I think, is going to make Tiger fans feel a lot better about the situation. Just There's a lot of anxiety, you know, I think about it. But – so if you had to describe, so if, if if you had to sit there and go, so Jeffrey Canton Arku, if I could describe my game in one word, how would you describe your style of play? What what do you enjoy the most as in the linebacker position? What do you love to do? Well, I think I'm a good overall player. Like I do a little bit of everything, but I do it very very good. But I feel like the be- my best quality as a football player is I'm going to find the ball. Because at the end of the day, the ball is the, the the thing, the most important thing at football. So if you're over there worrying about something else and you, you can't make the play fast, I feel like it, it don't matter. So I'm looking for the ball, man. And I'm 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 really looking for the ball in Mississippi, down in Mississippi State the first game. <laughs> Have you have you been have they shared with you a little bit about what that game is going to be like? Yeah, I heard that they throw the ball at us. I already started watching tape, so I'm I'm we're ready to go, man. We we're ready to go. I'm telling you. You know, they're, Mississippi State fans are looking for a little bit of revenge against Memphis from last no, year. I know they are, but I guess it won't be the year, man. It's going to be a hell of a game, man. Yes, sir. Um, so being six four. 235 pounds how fast are you you're that's you're huge already how fast are you if you're a ball hawk if you if you are able to get to the ball how fast are you i'll be honest i didn't run a 40 in a in a a long time but to be honest i think i'm around four five four four five two that ain't fair man that's fast yeah, that, to be that, that pretty, to be that big and to run a four five forty, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. I've been working really hard, man. That's incredible. All right, I got a, I got three more questions for you. They're kind of fan questions. Everybody want to kind of get to know Jeffrey Canton Arku just a little bit more. So here are these three questions. Um, okay, no. If if you had, I don't think that there's a lot of restaurants here in Memphis that serve Canadian food. <laughs> oh exactly no. what is one canadian dish that you wish you could get every day here in memphis it's called poutine we eat that down in quebec it's is uh fries with cheese skirt and it's like um brown gravy like it's really good I'm telling you so there's I a miss- there's a restaurant here in memphis called the gray canary I think it's at the Great Canary, but it's owned by some buddies of ours, um, Michael Hudman and Andy Tyser. They have one of the best poutine dishes in that I've ever had. No. Yep. Uh, no. Yep. 
we we need to we need to make something happen with that. Yes, sir. Let me know anytime, man. We need to make some poutine happen. Show up at your front door. Yes, sir. <laughs> anytime for real. Um. All right. Here's a here's a question. This is going to be an interesting question. Or here's an interesting question for a lot of players. It's it's kind of stumped people, but I want you to give me your best answer here. If you could only watch one movie and listen to one album, music album, for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, the movie. I like John Wick's movie, so I think it would probably be one of them. One of probably the last one is really good. And it's a great choice. John Wick is low key. <laughs> Bad, it's so bad, man. Yeah, it is. And then John Wick, Canadian, the actor. You know that. Wait, Keanu Reeves is Canadian. Yes, sir. I'm pretty sure. Honestly, most most of the really good actors are Canadian. To be honest with you, like they're Canada puts out some amazing talent. Yeah, and then I got for the music. I got to go with one of the Drake album. You know what I'm saying? See, I wondered if you were gonna go easy and go Drake, go the Six Guy. What you were gonna do? You old school or new school? Uh, more old school Drake. <laughs> old yeah. school, got you, brother. That's, I mean, Drake is just easy, man. Like that's that's yeah. what's up. All right, so how do you decompress from football? What's a hobby you enjoy? Uh, down in Memphis, having. I'm looking for things to do, but I like to take walks, just or chill with the boys, you know, playing Madden with my roommates. I'm just trying to get off my head, um, my head of the game. So I do a couple things. I enjoy, I enjoy being alone, just watching Netflix too. So have you binge watch shows? Do you like to binge watch? Oh, I watch a lot of shows. What shows are you watching right now? Right now, I just finished the Peaky Blinders. Did you watch this? What did you think they that he they lied to him about being sick? Yeah, that's that is so crazy to me. Oh my god! But I don't. I think there's gonna be another season because ain't no way. Okay. Yeah. Then I yeah, because ain't no way now he just. But that's that's a really good show, man. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Hey, listen, Jeff. Thank you, man. I know. Um, in the right in the middle of summer workouts, I know you got a lot going on, so I really appreciate you joining me today, man. And I know Memphis fans are so excited to see you out there on the field this year. No problem, Kenny. I appreciate you having me here. Absolutely. Man. I'm gonna get you that poutine. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna. Get, we're gonna figure this poutine situation out for you, brother. Hey, right, let me know. I got Any- you. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Appreciate you. Thank you, man. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tigers and 20 Off the Boards. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to leave a rating and a comment wherever you download your podcast. If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis athletic program, head over to www.gotigers247.com. Articles are published daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for a VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves, demons, and now what? 
A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+. Plus.